Well, good morning. It's Ken Sternfeld for the Concierge Hub Conversation here on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The expansion of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, it's happening. It's growing. It's a tsunami. You're going to see some exciting announcements beginning of January about a new way to get learning, download information for students of pharmacy, for pharmacists, for our pharmacy profession. Very exciting to be in part of the initiative with Todd Yuri uh, called Audio RX. Look for that soon for a January launch. Well, speaking of launches, last week was exciting uh, as Amazon Pharmacy launched its full-scale attack on the pharmacy profession nationwide, maybe globally. Uh, of course, they're going after the big box retailers, the CVS and the Walgreens, because they just want to destroy them. But in the wake of that battle will be the destruction of independent pharmacies who do not take the time now, not to think about change, but to implement change. On Friday, uh, the RxFusion.live show, sponsored by uh, RxSafe, which is a wonderful uh, solution for independent pharmacies to really advance their care to the community. Adherence is the devil. So if you don't stay engaged with your patients, your patients are going to go away. They're going to be, they've already been grabbed away by PBM demons like CVS and Walgreens who are taking them away. Let's not forget OptRx, who, by the way, I saw something on TV yesterday, which is their OptRx perks. So now OptRx, another PBM devil, you can get prescriptions. I just saw that. I haven't had a chance to dive deep. I will. Uh, but OptRx, again, going after the independent pharmacies to crush them. Crush, crush, crush. Flatten you like you're flattened on a pancake. So kind of a calling all CVS pharmacists, because I come from CVS health, quote unquote, and I have experience there and I have lots of friends. But what's going on there is really interesting. They've reached out to all their pharmacists and said, give us your NPI number. Well, my NPI number, along with my license, is the most valuable thing that I have in my profession. You can't take away my diploma. Now, if I don't do anything, you know, that's bad. You can't take away my license. But it's interesting, the NPI number, which is tied into the license to practice pharmacy, it's been requested by CVS to all of their pharmacists. So I said to myself, hmm, what's going on here? We have a vaccine coming, okay, which was a wonderful announcement uh, to, our, to our world that there's a vaccine literally around the corner if certain things politically we're not going to get involved, uh, allow that to happen the right way. But of course, they partnered with the demons, the big box retailers. So I'm CVS, and I now have a contract from the CDC to distribute the uh, coronavirus, the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, a vaccine doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make any money for CVS until it becomes a vaccination. So who does that vaccination? The pharmacist. So what's interesting 
with along with the request for an NPI number from a pharmacist, because they realize if they have pharmacists doing vaccinations, it will cost them the average of the hourly wage of a pharmacist. I mean, that makes sense. You know, that just tell you to make, you know, do 500 a day. They won't care no matter what you're making, $60, $70, $50, you know, do more, do more, work harder, work harder. But CVS is tricking. They got something up their devilish sleeves, I believe. Speaking up of your sleeves, you have to predict things. And it's very difficult to predict because I'm not at Wusankin. I was there for an emerging leader program, so I know the facility. But I'm not there now. I'm not there. But what's going on behind closed doors? How are they going to plan to bring this vaccine, which they have a multi trillion, billion, who knows how many contract to deliver these, to make money. It's what they do. They make money and they kind of crush everyone in their path to get there who are pharmacists, pharmacy interns, and pharmacy technicians. They're going to crush you. This is big business. This is all they've been, all they're going to think about forever. You're not going to be worrying about the ready refills or, or uh, you know, script sinks or or address by name, they're going to insist you do that while they bury you with the influx of vaccinations, which have to happen, by the way, to save lives. So we're not saying no, doesn't have to happen. But I always like to say, let's predict the future. Kind of like on the Johnny Carson show where they had Karnak and Ed McMahon, where he rest in peace, and Johnny may rest in peace. Karnak, predicting the future. Well, for me, I'm not Karnak. I can't predict the future. I can't even predict the past sometimes because I mean, you never know what happens even until it does happen. But there's a guy I watch on the weather. His name is Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie Quinn on Channel 2. And our kids love, we love to joke because when there's a big snowstorm coming or a big, you know, rain or a storm, it's going to just destroy. You watch Lonnie Quinn on Channel 2. And he's great, great weatherman. And he's got all the numbers or whatever. But when Ron, Lonnie rolls up his sleeves, you know it's a boomer. You know you're going to get 20, 20 inches. You know when Lonnie rolls up his sleeves, the prediction is not good. <clears throat> well, I'm the, I'd like to believe, to aspire to be the Lonnie Quinn of pharmacy. To tell you what I think, not that I know, but that I think. And again, it's not to say I'm not I'm not asking for people to bet on me. I'm that this is not DraftKings, but I predict in my own little demented mind that they're going to have technicians. You hear what I'm saying? Technicians, not pharmacists, not clinically trained pharm pharmacy interns, technicians. And by the way, call out for those technicians because I know when I worked at CBS, I could not get through my day without clinicians and technicians, both part of my team. But when I look at a technician, I see a, you know, a myriad of talent and commitment to patient care. Some are extraordinary like Ellen and Isabel and Jeff and people I worked with at Seaford store. 
and some are not. So when I wonder about a life-saving vaccination, it's only going to work if it's a vaccination, not a vaccine, sitting in depots or in CVS warehouses or in your store. You save the life when the vaccination occurs. Well, do we want, can we afford to have a technician trained up in, I don't know, an hour's worth of learn that training, maybe, administer a life-saving vaccine uh, to millions of Americans? Just because CVS pays those technicians $10, $12 an hour, maybe, 15 God forbid, instead of interns clinically trained with their white coats from universities and going on a pathway to become pharmacists, healthcare professional wannabes, no disrespect to the technician. They do what they do to keep the store going. But this is a health care emergency. The only reason CVS could consider using technicians is for cost. So rumor has it, as the Lonnie Quinn of pharmacy, with insights, that CVS has already reached out to technicians, full-time technicians, not people who are holiday pay, not people who come and go, but they're full-timers. And, and by the way, those, those individuals are, are, are anchors to the stores. So kudos to those full-time uh, technicians because they've made it a career. It's not a healthcare professional, but it's a career and to be respected and to be revered for what they do, working on the, the front lines during the pandemic or just during Monday, you know, uh, during hellhole on Monday when people pick it up even before their prescription even before the pandemic. So we're not discounting at all the value of a technician. As a matter of fact, I applaud them every day. And I did when I was a CBS manager or staff pharmacist or anything because you need technicians to run the store for you, with you. So surveys perhaps have gone out to these technicians to ask the question, would you be willing to give the coronavirus vaccine? I haven't seen a survey. I don't know about a survey. I'm just being Lonnie Quinn. I'm rolling up my sleeves because I do sense a problem, a storm that's coming. I do sense a, a, a blizzard, a tsunami of destruction of the work that a pharmacy technician will be asked to do. Another Lonnie Quinn rolling up my sleeves prediction is because of the need to increase workflow and to increase staffing, the requests could be, might have already been made for all CVS technicians to be available all the time. I know when I hired technicians uh, to work in our store, they gave us their availability. Well, I can work uh, Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays, and, and I'll, I can work weekends, or 
I can work evens. I can do this. And I was put into their original, you know, employment package, their availability. Well, Lonnie Quinn of pharmacy, Kenny Quinn, his brother, rolling up my sleeves, sensed that the availability aspect is going to flip like a burger that you flip at CVS when you work there. And they're going to not ask, but require every technician to be available when they need you. Like you are a technician on call. Now, okay, I dig that. I, I'm a concierge pharmacist. I'm on call. I got a call last night at 930 uh, from, uh, actually I made that call. It was a follow-up, but I got the call back from Dr. Goodman because I had called one of his patients to do a COVID-19 screening so she could get an at-home test. And the, the, what I heard was the symptoms that this woman does not need a test. She needs to go to an emergency room because the symptoms of shortness of breath and loss of, of taste and smell and, and nausea and vomiting and, and her, 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 her chills indicated that she, in fact, in my opinion, professionally, and I'm not a doctor or I'm not, you know, I play one on, on a podcast, but I'm, a, I'm not even a doctor of pharmacy. I'm not a PharmD, but I'm a healthcare professional who understands that that woman needed to get to the emergency room. So I did that and I got a call back from the doctor uh, who I notified immediately that that was the right thing to do. So I'm, I'm not against being available 24-7. I like that. I think that gives a sense of uh, a different model to what a healthcare professional is. Concierge physicians do it, and we do it as concierge pharmacists, or I do it, and I've been doing it for six years. <clears throat> but the point I'm making is that the technician making $10 an hour, $12 an hour, maybe 15, whoever they're making, maybe they're a full-time making, making 18, 19, 20, they should make every penny that they earn. No disrespect ever. But to tell that person who probably has a family, who probably has a life outside of CVS, that to continue to be with us, we're now changing the rules again like we changed the rules when we made you sign a waiver to give up your rights to sue CVS if there was sexual harassment or employer problems. They, they forced you to sign that arbitration through a LearnNet course. I know about it. That I can tell you about because I was there. That I can tell you about because I spoke up because I felt that that was illegal. A topic for another conversation. National Labor Relations Boards, look it up, CVS, National Labor Relations Board, and arbitration. The point is, can they tell you that your life is their life? Can they force you to do that with under the threat, perhaps, and it's just Lonnie, Lonnie, you know, Kenny Lonnie Quinn talking, rolling up my sleeves, looking to, to predict and to forecast the storm. Perhaps that's not that's not legal. Perhaps that's not right. We know it's not right. But which group of lawyers, because you need lawyers retained if you're a CBS employee, in my opinion, which lawyer is going to say, mm, that's not right. What you're doing is wrong. Now, it's not going to be the tech who's been with the company because he or she's afraid to get fired. And it's not about whistleblowing. 
It's about opening your eyes and your mouth to the fact that CVS Health cannot determine your health and well-being just because you work there. Now, it's an at-will you know, job. You can say, I don't want that and leave. And I am not suggesting anybody quit or leave any job, especially in the environment we're in. But I can tell you that our company will offer CVS employees an opportunity for an option. I, I, I absolutely, this is a calling all CVS pharmacists who have been asked to put their NPI numbers on the line for something that's going to happen that perhaps could cause you liability, enhanced liability, and the ability to lose your license. Because everything that's under your license that happens, whether you're there or whether you're off on a weekend putting Christmas decorations on the, on the roof of your house, if something happens in that store under your NPI, you're going to lose your license if it gets to that far. So be very careful, CVS pharmacists. Many of them my friends. I consider the family of CVS pharmacists my family because I know the struggles they go through. I was there. I dealt with the struggles the way that I felt I needed to. Okay? Be careful. Your NPI, your license is all you have. It's more important than a paycheck every two weeks. More important. Much more important. Don't let them make you become something that you're not to use you for your license. Like they've used you forever because they can't open their stores unless you put your license on the wall. Yes, they pay you. Yes, you need a job. But you need a career. You didn't spend all the years and all the money to become a pharmacist, to have CVS dictate that, oh, okay, well, we gave something uh, wrong, a wrong vaccination, somebody sued us. Oh, and you happen to be the NPI that it was under? You don't want that ever. Back to the technicians. Kenny Quinn is rolling up his sleeves and hearing things like, well, they're asking these technicians, would you be comfortable doing that uh, uh, vaccine, that coronavirus vaccine. And maybe another question would be, do you, would you do it for the same amount of money? If we didn't pay you, would you do it? Boy, that's an easy question for me. When they're making money, which they have on every flu shot you've ever given as a CVS pharmacist, and now an intern of CVS who gives, gives flu shots, and they're making money and you're getting a horrific work environment, what would you say? Well, you know, they always say, well, surveys, oh, by the way, this will have no impact on your employment. Well, let's say I'm the survey monster, the survey monkey at CVS who looks at all these surveys. Maybe they're anonymous, maybe they're not. They used to say that all their surveys were anonymous. Nothing's anonymous at CVS. They know who you are, what you do, what you say. They watch you on camera 24 hours a day. They can tell you when you go to the bathroom, okay? They know everything. They're not big brother. They're big devil watching. But now they're going to tell you that, hey, no, don't worry about it. Just give us your opinion. Give us your honest opinion. There are many people who are going to say, well, if I'm honest with CVS, they're going to fire me. And you know what? You're right. If you don't play their game, they want you out. And they'll try. Oh, they'll try. They'll give it their shot, but not to fire you, to make you quit. 
They want you to quit. If one message for 2020, 2021, and every future year that CVS is in existence, don't ever quit. Don't ever become anyone who they want you to be. Be someone who you know you can be, a quality healthcare provider, as a pharmacist, as a PharmD intern, or as a technician. You are a healthcare provider. You're providing the needs that that patient requires. So that's it for today with a call out for uh, rxfusion.live. On Friday, we had a wonderful, engaging dialogue with Kerry Mastro. Uh, you're going to hear a lot about Kerry Mastro. You're going to see a lot of Kerry Mastro. She's brilliant and inspiring others to do what she does, which is to uh, advance her career as a next-generation pharmacist. And Bruce Nealon is a name you're going to hear, and it's a gentleman I want to meet. Bruce is starting a Crossroads uh, podcast on the Pharmacy Podcast Network about the crossroads of what an independent pharmacy owner must do, and Bruce's knowledge of years of experience in bringing out those best practices is a show I am not going to miss. I hope that I can be a guest there because we believe in the independent pharmacy owner. It cannot be every corner with a big box, happy and healthy CVS red heart that bleeds you to death store. And a call out for my newest BFF, Christina Madison, the public health pharmacist who is joining the Pharmacy Podcast Network with a series. Boy, what better topic than public health during a pandemic? So this is Kenny Quinn, Lonnie Quinn's brother from another mother and the concierge pharmacist talking to you from the concierge hub because pharmacists are the hub of healthcare. Remember that. Remember that phrase. And I'm talking to you on behalf of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Todd Yuri, the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. You are our friends and we are here to help you. Have a wonderful Wonderful Sunday and every day, and a wonderful, safe Thanksgiving. When I talk to you next week, God willing, we all have done things that are safe and enjoyable to celebrate this holiday, but that we do not do anything that is going to increase the horrific numbers that are rising right now every part of the country. Please be safe. Wear a mask. Social distance. Wash your hands. Be vigilant. Just because you hear a vaccine is here, it's not here. You won't get this in the first 40 million, which is only 20 million, because you have to take two. Be smart as pharmacists. That's what you learned when you were in school. God bless. Take care.